You're listening to Hellbent for Metal, the podcast that won't be listening to Iced Earth anytime soon, and not just because that double denim look is so passe. Uh, we've got a special episode this week, so it's just me, I'm afraid. Uh, we'll be back to all the usual stuff next week. Uh, in the meantime, we are on Acast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and anywhere else that welcomes RSS feeds like Australian Test Qu- Cricketers welcome the mullet. If you are an iTunes user, please do consider giving us a rating and a review, even if it's to tell us that you like us about as much as Naked Attraction like successful dates. If you're part of the LGBT plus community and you make heavy metal happen, we'd love to feature you in one of our In My Kingdom queer pieces. You can find us on Twitter at HBFMPod, where our DMs are open, or you can email me directly. My email address is tom.hbfm at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In that vein, today's episode is an In My Kingdom queer special. This is normally where we'd have one guest on to discuss their experience of of being out queer and in the world of heavy metal. But we have two interviews today, and while these could have gone out as separate episodes, I really think they should be heard one after the other, because our guests today are both gay men, they're both singers in metal bands, but they have very different experiences. First up is Benjamin who I spoke to on a day I had a cold, you will quickly be able to tell. Uh, He is the singer in a Danish metalcore band called Days of June. They have a new album uh, coming out in February, and their debut album, Heart of Silver, is around already wherever you get your music. Uh, And I will let Benjamin pick things up from there. Well, my name is Benjamin. I am uh, the lead singer in the metal band called Days of June from Denmark, and uh, proud gay man obviously denmark is is quite different to britain in a number of respects but one yeah. thing that i've i've heard we have in common is that it's quite a quite a an lgbt friendly place is that is that is that your experience yeah definitely uh the whole uh middle environment in general is, is super friendly there's there's no like there's no really hate i never never met any i never saw any in at, at concerts or festivals or anything as uh, it's yeah we are really open-minded here i'd say brilliant so uh, uh, how does the do, do you notice any difference between what it's like being gay in the metal scene there and what it's like being gay in general society is there any difference that you notice i wouldn't i wouldn't say there's a big difference uh you know, I'm 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 gay and I'm I'm open about it, but but it's not like I it's not like I, I brag about it either. Uh, you know, people definitely know I'm out, and uh, but but you know, my my experience has, has only been good. Uh, there's no there's never been any hate, as I said. You now people are are pretty surprised when they find out, or if they if they ask and I tell them. But, by the the by my appearance and uh, and the, the way I look and talk, but but uh, but yeah, no, there's, 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 I don't think there's a there's a huge huge difference. Of course, the way I act on on stage and, and the way I act in, in private, maybe I have some more gay moments in, in private than on stage, you know. When people have found out, so when you know people who who, who you know have, have found out you're gay, have you had any? What what we like to um, describe as the inappropriate question, so the question that a straight person would never get because people just think that's rude, <laughs> that they suddenly think it's okay to ask if you're gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, it's of course there's all, and especially because people are super surprised when they found out find out about me. But but uh, but yeah, I don't mind. Like it's it's fine that they that they ask, and I like I like to surprise people. You know, I like to to show that 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 gays are not like all all stereotypes, which which some people like think. Um. So like I I, I always just tell people like you you ask away. Um, and I'll answer it. You know, I don't, I don't really mind, uh, yeah, talking about it. Also, oh, you're, you're kind of quite, if someone asks a question that, you know, I might think is a bit on the nose, you're a bit happier to, um, to actually give the answer that they perhaps didn't realize they, they were going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine, man. Like, let, like, uh, let them like get, get more clever on the subject, you know? So, because there really is no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, as far as the the stereotypes, it is still you know how long has Rob Halford been out? And it's it's still very much a, a kind of stereotype that you know, oh you you like metal and you're okay. That can't work, yeah. which is <laughs> obviously nonsense. Yeah, yeah. How do, uh, what do you think like people can do to to try and get rid of that stereotype to make it clear that that's that is rubbish. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I I think that just that like like normalizing it uh, more. You know, like for example, when when people ask these questions, or like if I'm out with some friends and and I would say to my friend, "Did you tell them I'm, I'm gay?" and he would say like, "No, why, why would I tell them that?" I'm just like you know, just so because then they won't get surprised. You know, because I know they will be. And it's like, well, why why should I tell them you're gay? You know, it's just, it's, it makes no difference. Uh, that that's where we we should come to that it's 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 no big deal but it is still like a thing and especially for for uh, persons like us that's that's our, our like a bit other uh, areas and uh, and appearances and do you, do you think there are kind of there are things that the 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 heavy metal community could do to make this kind of make that whole process easier just to to make it a little bit clearer that there are plenty of us there and that mm. it's completely normal. Well, I guess just focus on the area. You know what you guys are doing is awesome. Uh, this this podcast, I managed to, to listen to. Uh, was it there? two of the episodes that you did? Uh, it's, it's, it's just awesome. You know the, the, the things that you you're talking about and, and just focusing on on the subject uh, because you, you the more normal it gets, the more like you know. The more it doesn't matter, the more you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing that that helps us kind of frame, you know, what we think is 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 helpful is the the examples that we've occasionally spoken about of people standing up and actually saying we're with the LGBT community. We are, you know, we're on your side. We're with you. Are there any kind mm. of any moments that you've had where you've you've noticed someone doing something like that and you it's been really meaningful to you? Like I, I don't remember a specific moment, uh, like at, at, at concerts. Um, I remember. Uh, I, I think I heard you guys talking about it too. Like that that this band was like, you know, everybody's welcome here. Uh, like. If you're gay, if you're straight, if you're like they like they 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 said it live, they said it on on the stage, and and also uh, I think it was was it the band called the Hill or something that 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 has a they they use a lot of time like explaining that 
that if you are homophobic or if you're like any of that, that then you shouldn't like you know don't come to the shows you know and like that that kind of things that just uh, is, is is awesome to to see that that uh, they they do it on the bigger bigger forums and, and tell about uh, these kind of things. Sure. Yeah, I don't remember the band though. I remember the hell doing it on on the social medias and stuff. And as far as as Days of June goes, mm. um, it's often strange that people might not understand that just because you are gay doesn't mean that that's all you want to talk about. So, yeah. is there any of 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 that aspect of your life that you ever try and incorporate in the band, or is that just not something that you'd ever really bother to sing about? Well, I've, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, involved, but it's not it's not been like totally clear. Like in, in some of the lyrics, it is it has been like uh, you know about love and about a relationship and, and stuff, but it's not it's not been been like shown. It, it could be, could be uh, yeah about any love relationship really. Sure. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't made a big deal out of it in in days of June, but but still, I'm not I'm definitely not hiding it in. Uh, either you know and are there are there things that you'd you'd get are there anything that you've tr you've thought you might like to include that you've ever thought mm, maybe I, sh I shouldn't maybe that's that's kind of that's too personal or that's too on the nose or anything or too something that you don't necessarily want to include that you you could have like in in the songs or like yeah uh, you mean, yeah mm. No, because I think I think we can always get around it using like metaphors or, or like writing it in some other way, and that it still like it still means that, but it's not like totally written out in in the uh, in the words. So like if I have if I have uh, something, I our drummer would write the lyrics, and I would give him input and tell me about subjects and stuff. And and if I had an idea or have a like a thing that would, that that meant something to me, we would always work it in some somehow. Uh, w without it being being uh, obvious, just because it's it's it, I think it's cooler that way that uh, you should have have a bit of a leave the people people guessing a bit too and and using some metaphors. It's just I like those kind of lyrics better. So what's uh, are there when it, you're talking about metaphors? How um, what's the expression? How um, subtle do you like to be? Because sometimes metaphors are. Um, you know, if you listen to, there are plenty of songs, particularly in um, the more um, the area of metal where you can hear the lyrics more. The, yeah. There are a lot of of singers who like to use metaphors, which are very very subtle, not because mm. they're trying to hide things, but because they want the listener to be able to put their own experiences on it. How much yeah, do you exactly. try and keep it like that, and how much do you want to? keep it so that if people want to work out what you're actually talking about it's mm. fairly easy you know from from the first album we made and to the second one we tried to make it a, a bit less uh metaphor because uh, you know it, it's cool with metaphors but, it, but it, you still need to have an idea of what's going on you can't you can't leave the people like totally totally guessing and and, and uh, like what the lyrics are about so so we definitely use metaphors but we try to keep it in in, in a nice balance and um and, and the songs that is about love and about relationships, they they are the the most uh, like l less metaphor ish uh, songs, 
you know, sometimes she just needs to hear her, you love me, I love you, uh, in, in, a, in a love song, right? Yeah. I mean, it it does make it easier to understand if that's what it's about, if someone's actually using those words, yeah. 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 And as far as your your own perspective, I mean, we one thing we speak about pretty much every week is that there are there are certain things that I or my co-host Joe have have heard within metal that because of our perspective as part of the LGBT community, we've heard mm. something and gone that's speaking to me. I think that is speaking to me in a, a very different way to yeah. my straight cis friends because they're you know I'm hearing that and going well that's clearly about gay and they're going <laughs> oh that's clearly about you know men and women or something nothing to do with it. Are there yeah. any examples you've had where your perspective has perhaps given you a, a slightly different view on something to to other people i'm not totally sure uh but but i believe that's also the beauty of it that that you can you know use it and you can interpret it in, in in both both ways you know uh, you can definitely if you look deep enough see something in, in our lyrics and and uh find something but but you you we also can interpret it in, in other ways but especially the love songs is uh is uh yeah you could you could find something there and when it when it comes to uh bring it back to, to days of june how much yeah. have you been able to to take the band to places like britain because um, I, I i know your music but I, I haven't i haven't caught you on tour at all so i was wondering how much you've actually managed to to get around Europe, yeah, you know, we were in uh, we were in a, a EU tour with uh, with the Dead Letter Circus, uh, and we were actually we finished in London. That's the only time we played in, in the UK. Um, but we have there's a lot of attention since our uh, second single, uh, Hypnos, with uh, featuring Courtney from uh, Spirit Box. Uh, it has a lot of, of airplay in, in the UK, so we're really hoping that. When this whole world situation is better, we can we can uh, yeah. we can get get over there. But well, uh, yeah. And I, the reason I ask is that obviously the what it's like being gay is quite different depending on where in the world you live. And I was just wondering yeah. if if as you've been around, you've noticed any that you've had a different reaction. Mm. Well, there wasn't. There wasn't. I can't say that there was different uh, reactions uh, around uh, Europe uh, on the tour because you know there, there wasn't just there wasn't any situations where you know me being gay was was uh, like a thing. Uh, the everybody in, in the bus and the Deadlift Circus and our support bands and everything they they all knew and, and they were all super cool about it. And when we parted, we we also talked about it. You know. And, you know, yeah, I showed them grinder and stuff. Yeah. All fun. <laughs> what was their reaction to that? Because it, watching straight people here grind, see grinder for the first time is always kind of—it's a range <laughs> of reactions that you see on people's faces. Yeah, well, yeah, they—it's all—it's always fun, also, also because it just you know it—it's so fast. You know, it goes it goes much faster than 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 a straight app. If you if you open Grinder somewhere, it's just yeah, it's just gonna rain in with messages like pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the Danish for? Hi, got any pics? <laughs> always the standard first opening. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so what was what's the the kind of the funniest thing that anyone said when you've shown them what that is? Because some obviously I've heard some outrageous comments about what people have, <laughs> have thought when they've seen it. Yeah, no, I, I remember one situation where where there was this. It, it was she was super hot uh, pig, and then he sent a dick pig, and I was also huge, and I was like showing them, and there was like no way, no way that's real. I was like, of course it's real, it's real, <laughs> but you know, I was. I'm proud of that myself. It was it was almost too perfect. Thank you very much, Benjamin. Uh, Days of June's our second album, Tainted Blood, will be out on February the nineteenth. Our second chat today is a little different. Back in November, the Kings of Gent Tesseract reissued their frankly excellent second album, Altered State, in a plush deluxe vinyl box set. Uh, and it was pointed out to me at this time that the band singer for that record, Ash O'Hara, is a member of the LGBT plus community. As we're very keen to get voices like that heard on Helbert for Metal, I asked if we could talk to Ash, who these days is back with his band Voices from the Fuselage. He graciously said yes. And whatever I was expecting, it wasn't what happened. Hi, I'm Ash O'Hara, and I'm the lead vocalist and songwriter from Voices from the Fuselage, and solo freelance vocalist and songwriter, and I am a gay man. What's your experiences of being gay in in, in the world of heavy metal and and, and the, the music that you've that you've performed? What's your experiences of being out in that in that role? I would say quite a lonely one. I'd say that I don't mean that in respect to uh, the road travelled, but there's not many there's not much gay representation in the metal scene and i'm not saying that as an as a problem i think it just uh i think gay culture tends to uh frequent in the more commercial and um what's the word just the more popular kind of esque uh in in terms of music uh you know pop uh, you've got a bit of edm and stuff like that but it's not very it's not very common you come across someone in the metal scene that is gay. I'd probably I could probably count on one hand how many gay men or gay women that I've met who are uh, into metal. I guess. And it's quite. I'm, I mean, if, if your experience has been anything like mine, it's often quite lonely in terms of people you meet, and that you don't run into many people who are out within metal. Is that has that been your experience? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I'm very. I don't know how to explain it, but like. I don't think I'm a typical gay person. Like I think people, uh, I think I give off this kind of stereotypical gay kind of vibe. But um, in my lifestyle, I'm not a, I'm not a typical gay person. I'm not a typical homosexual man. And you know, and one of those, you know, one of those uh, those aspects would be my interest in metal and heavy music and alternative. Like I live kind of an alternative lifestyle. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's quite refreshing though because you know when I um, when I was touring, um, every now and again I would meet the you know one in a hundred gay fan who would express how important it is for people like me to be um, you know working and kind of representing in this scene, and um, it's very it's 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 kind of in it's uplifting and um reaffirming of my purpose and my you know my passions i guess um but i've never been the kind of person who has felt i'm probably not the best advocate because i've never been the biggest person of um you know i never focused on my sexuality my sexuality has always been quite secondary in my life 
Um, I think that's changing though. I mean, I've, I've recently gone through a breakup and I feel like I'm kind of coming in more into um, just, I don't know, being more adventurous in my sexual lifestyle and stuff like that. And, you know, as I said before, um, I'm focusing a lot on my solo work, which is very personal. Um, it's not so much metal, but obviously with my band voices, um, a lot of my music and my songwriting is more to do with um, abstract opinions and existential kind of uh, subject matter. So um, I've never really been a big person, a big like uh, conveyor of my sexuality in my music, in my material. Um, but I do understand the importance of it. And I do understand that like, obviously there's a lot of people who look at me and be like, oh, it's a gay person in metal. Um, you know, that's important. And I feel like that's why I've kind of uh, recently come to the revelation that I need to um, possibly show a bit more transparency with who I am as a person in my music. Did you find that kind of frustrating that, you know, there are, because sometimes you do just want to, you know, every, every queer person I know sometimes just wants to talk to other queer people about things that are we have in common that we can't really talk about with with straight people because there's a there's a kind of there's an initial language barrier to get past i mean yeah uh i mean this is the this is the weird thing is that i've <laughs> i feel i feel weird saying this but i've i've never had bad luck when it comes to um finding gay people in the metal scene but obviously like you said that's because I've traveled the world and like I've been to every country and in terms of grinder and scruff and fucking, you know, stuff like that. Hornet um, and all the others. Yeah. Hornet, fucking Bender, Tinder. Like I've found a way like and being with, with the association that I have with my former band Tesseract, like um, I've never been at a loss, <laughs> I guess. Um, but it's weird. Delicate because... way to put it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I guess I don't know. Being in a metal band, especially with Tesseract, for example, like the last thing I want to do is make a reputation for myself yeah. because they have a reputation already, or at least they did, you know, um, and they still do. Um, and it's funny because obviously Dan, who's you know, was in the band and he's come back, um, who is like the complete polar opposite. He's like a, he's very of a faith, you know, he's a Christian, um, he's heterosexual, he's married, he's got chil children, like, it's just, um, there was a part of me that felt like I couldn't really truly tread the the path that I, I would happily, comfortably tread, you know, live my true self. I'm not saying they're restricting me in any way. There was never a, there was never a moment where they would say like, you can't do this, you can't do that. But obviously there's almost like this implicit expectation. Um, and I'm again, I'm not saying it's anything to do with the band. I think it's to do with the scene. Like there's a, a lot of people who uh, wouldn't approve, I guess. But that said, there's a lot of people who are very inclusive. You know, um, Tesseract, for example, had a huge, you know, have a, have a huge following. Um, and there were so many people who would, were so supportive of me and they knew I was gay and sometimes they didn't know and then they'd find out and they'd be like, that's so cool. Like, it's really important for people like you to be in this scene because there's not much representation. There's not much visibility for people, uh, LGBTQ people. Um, 
And sometimes you'd find yourself thinking like, maybe there's a reason there isn't much representation. Maybe, you know, maybe there's not much of a need or a requirement for it. Um, but there's always a requirement for it because it's all about displaying not only in our in your own bands, but like in the scene in itself, you have to create a community and you have to create a diverse community. And it's not a case of creating it for the sake of it. It's a cre creating a realistic view of what the world is. And, you know, every now and again, you're going to get a gay person, you're going to get a fag in a metal band, you know, you're going to get gay women, you're going to get trans people, you're going to get people of all walks of life. Um, and it's just important that people don't segregate them, don't, it, it's not, you know, it's not a case of um, making a point of them, their inclusion. It's, it's just a case of accepting everyone for who they are and there should be no questions, you know? Sure. Obviously, when you were, you were, you joined Tesseract, you, you know, you weren't, you were coming into an, uh, a, a fair, a reasonably established band. They've been around a long time, but, uh, you know, they, they weren't, didn't have the biggest catalogue yet, but they, they had a, a presence within metal and they had a very strong presence within the, the tech metal scene that they were kind of you know, front runners off. Did you feel that there was because it wasn't your band, it was a band you were joining, was there a kind of a nervousness about how much you could express yourself through Tesseract and how much you just had to kind of you had to be very aware that this was a band that you would you were a part of rather than, you know, it being something that you'd birthed. Did that did oh, that affect yeah. how you no, absolutely. Like, and it was never, it was never as, again, it was never a conversation of like, you have to be a certain way. Um, you know, there was an audition period. Um, I think it was, it was Ackle that approached me originally um, and basically said that he'd heard my work with voices because um, we had an EP out at the time um, and we'd frequented a lot because I'm from Northampton originally. I live in Cambridgeshire at the moment, but um, there were, yeah, like, uh, I think Ackle approached me because uh, there's a place called the Crawford Arms in Wolverton. Shout out! Uh, um, and it was one of it's one of the places that Voices from the Fuselage have played very many times, um, not far from Northampton. And uh, one of the venue, like one of the showrunners, basically put my name forward. And you know, he uh, Ackle reached out to me based on that because Ackle's originally from Milton Keynes. Um, and asked me to basically go have a jam with them. Um, but it was kind of like, it was like unwritten. It was never, it's not like I, I thought that they expected a certain thing from me, but um, there were times in the recording process where um, it'd be like, can you just like maybe change that a little bit? Cause I'm very, I like melismas and I like soulful, like r and s gospel kind of stylings vocally. Um, and sometimes that wouldn't lend itself well to the music and, um, but also, yeah, like you said, like I, I, in terms of like subject matter with writing, um, there was already like a tapestry, like a narrative of the band. And I loved the narrative of the band. Like it kind of, it kind of fell in line with what I write about as well. Like a lot of it's to do with, uh, you know, for example, Old State, it's about, uh, there's there's aspects of what we're saying that are like about microscopic, um, you know, down to earth uh, issues like relationships, uh, politics and stuff like that. But then there's also existential macroscopic kind of themes about like 
our purpose like in the universe and stuff like that very much stoner subject matter but, um, <laughs> your words <laughs> not mine but i know what yeah you mean. well I, I ain't gonna lie um i was a stoner um and so it's uh there was it it felt it felt within my catalog it felt within my uh you know my my uh area of abilities um but there were certain things that i felt like i couldn't tread and it wasn't because of the band itself it was because of it in some ways it was because of the scene you know it's a very like i said it's a very masculine heavy scene and that's not the kind of masculine heavy scene that grinder is for example it's more about um there's a lot of aggression in metal and uh it's something that uh something that i don't really possess i don't i'm not a very aggressive person i'm very like a very cerebral sensitive person um and that's why i love like the metal the kind of metal that i have done in the past you know with voices with tesseract it, because i let the instruments do the the aggressive kind of aspect and i kind of just like sing over the top like a fag that's what i do um <laughs> but uh you know that's who i am uh i'm a bit of a diva like when it comes to singing so um i, I don't know like sometimes sometimes i feel like in the last five years say like you know with my obviously i've released two albums with voices from the fuselage we did our odyssey part one and two and you know even those two albums they differ quite greatly and the first one is what we really were about and that's kind of like uh the style that we kind of started with and then the second one has been a lot more experimental and it's kind of like let's do this let's do that let's let's not fucking like shelter ourselves let's not you know in any way shackle ourselves down to a certain style because we think we have to you know one of my favorite bands is thrice and they never like release the same album twice like they or thrice um they just don't like they they do whatever they want when they want and i i really like the idea um i know that doesn't really stand it doesn't really stand the test of time um for the commercial like listeners market because people tend to like a certain thing and they like that thing and that thing only um, works well with but, obsessives though yeah well that's it yeah and and that's it i'm an obsessive like if i like a band i'll listen to everything and i'm an album listener you know how some people like singles and they put playlists together like i'm an album listener i like to hear an album from beginning to end and i like to understand like what the point of that album was so um in that aspect i feel like i've had a lot of freedom and i, I think a lot of it is to do with just not caring not caring what other people think you need to show people your unfiltered self and in order to do that you need to be confident you need to be fearless you know you need to not be afraid of being able to like just do what you want and not worry about what people might think which is obviously something that is, is a daunting aspect so obviously that's not always easy i mean there are a lot of people particularly when they're either you know not out yet or newly out there's plenty of people who would find that quite difficult was that something that you had any in, in terms of you know bringing your true self into your performances was that ever something that you struggled with of wanting of maybe thinking oh maybe you should tone that down a bit because i'm not sure how that's going to come across or were you always just like this is me you can hate me if you want but this is me take it or leave it uh no i would say the former uh i i, I wouldn't say so much anymore because 
as I've gotten older, um, as I think everyone does, you just care less about what other people think. Yeah, it's not a case of, so. yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not a case of like I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. It's a case of like I used to filter myself. I used to pretend that I was something. I'm an effeminate guy. Like I am. I mean, my voice. Like <laughs> I sound gay. Like I do. Most people on the phone. I used to work in a call center. People are like, oh, can I speak to that girl, Ash? And it's like, I'm not. I'm not a girl. And they're like, no, no, it's definitely a woman. I'm like, I'm. I would know. Like, but uh, I don't know, like the first few shows. Yeah, I I mean, for a long time, I would kind of in some ways edit myself and my presentation of who I am um, because I was afraid of what people would think, especially when like I was touring in America, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Belarus, like uh, it, they were very scary times for me there were times that i just would worry that if people saw who i was or people got an inkling of like what i might be especially specifically in like places like russia and the ukraine because it's against the law to to promote homosexuality and to pro i mean that is a a gray area like what what's defined as promoting sexual like homosexuality is it you know, just being effeminate? Is it like singing a song about a guy that I used to love? Like, who knows? So, it, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was scary. Um, I'm kind of grateful that I, I, I mean, I'd hold my hand on my heart and say I'm never fucking going there again. Like, I wouldn't just for the soul, out of respect for their own laws, I would not go there again. Yes, I can't see me and my partner going there anytime soon either. I think that's, uh, yeah, there, it, it's something that, I had to explain to a straight friend at one point is that there are certain places we consider we look at and think, oh, should we, you know, plan a trip there? And and I had to explain, no, we just can't. It's just, <laughs> it's not that we think it's it's not somewhere that wouldn't be interesting. It's just there are like we would face discrimination the moment we got in the country. Like we would ha we could not have a uh, hotel room with a double bed. They, we would get, you know, at least probably a, robbed. At, le at <laughs> least robbed, possibly beaten up, possibly arrested. And that you know there are it's something that I don't think a lot of people who have never had to consider things like this just are utterly unaware of that that kind of thing exists. Was there any kind of were there any responses that made you think I might have a problem, or was it was it simply knowing what the the laws are and what the 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 um the propaganda that is put out by people who don't like us there is like, or was there there more individual things? I do have one response. There was a, I think I was in St. Petersburg and uh, this, <laughs> it was like after the show. And to be fair, in, in, in absolute respect, the shows were incredible. Like the fans were amazing. Um, but after the show, uh, this guy came up to me and I still feel bad about this. Like I wasn't horrible in, or rude in any way. I was just dismissive. And this guy came up to me and he said to me, like, you know, that was so good. Like, I'm such a huge fan and all this shit. And then he said, he said to me, like, so uh, are you gay? And obviously I was in Russia. I was like, if I say, yeah, I could die. Like, I could literally die. I've heard horror stories. I've heard people, I've heard stories of people that, like, are enlisted by fucking Putin or Putin, whatever his name is, um, <clears throat> you know, going on Grinder and basically doing honor killings to gay people um 
you know, feeling like, <laughs> this is probably a bit graphic, but like, you know, literally torturing people, painting them like diff weird colors and filling their orifices with like sealant and stuff like that, like torturing gay people. And all that was just going through my head because I was reading up these articles before I went and this this poor guy, like, who was clearly a fan, like, said to me, are you gay? And I was just like, no. And he was like, really? Like, I thought I thought he had a boyfriend. I was like, no. And he's like, do you have a girlfriend? I was like, no. And he's like, so you're gay? And I was like, just because I don't have a girlfriend doesn't mean I'm gay. And uh, that was, like, the extent of my conversation with him because I was so scared of admitting that I was gay because that in itself is is a promotion of homosexuality and I didn't I didn't want to say anything in any way that would incriminate me basically and it's a shame because I, I think back to that time and I think like that poor guy might have been gay and just wanted someone to talk to like wanted someone who isn't from his own country isn't indoctrinated by the you know the the weird view views that his country has and they impose on the, the citizens of Russia and there I am basically having like denying any affiliation with it it's the one generally accepted thing of of when it's okay to to be in the closet you know bef you know after you've you've come out is is when you fear for your personal safety though isn't it it's the thing that you know what whatever that your truth is if you if revealing it is going to cause you physical harm it's just you can't risk it you have to go no i'm i'm going to straight wash myself yeah basically it's it's kind of like that whole christians protestants drawing the fish in the sand sort of thing but i just didn't i didn't dot the eye like i didn't i didn't do anything like i just i was just like nope just kind of played it down um how long before the end of the tour was that? Were you straight out of Russia after that? Or did you think, oh, Christ, I've got to be here for another week or so? No, I mean, we only did like, we literally did one show in Moscow, one show in Petersburg, one show in um, Kiev and one show in Minsk. So like there was only four four shows and it was with, it was Sky Harbour and Monuments, I believe, at the time. So um it was only it was a short stint but i remember i remember saying to my manager at the time that i didn't want to do it um i didn't want to go on that tour um but i mean we did anyway and i you know it was a case of like it's nothing it's going to be okay everything's going to be fine but it was around the time that pussy riot the whole pussy riot thing happened yeah and i don't know I, maybe it's because i was you know because i am gay and there was you know there was no one in in the crew or anyone like no one in the band was gay so like i don't know if it was a case of people just not understanding how it feels to be the one whose head would be on the chopping block but um i mean i'm glad i did it um and nothing happened to me i was fine but it was just the case of like i'm, I'm very much you know how they say there's two types of people in the world there's bumper cars and there's dodgems and bumper cars are the kind of people who are like getting rassed drunk all the time and then dodgems are the people who pack one extra pair of underwear just in case like yes that's like yeah. i'm a dodgem like i'd rather not go if it means nullifying the possibility of getting hurt or in any way coming into any sort of danger and i'm a pussy like 
I mean, like, I'm just, I, I'm not a violent person. Like, if anyone squared up to me, I'd just be like, look, just beat me up, take what you want, go. Like, I'm, I'm not a confrontational person. So, like, it's best to just avoid those circumstances at all costs. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a great time. and But I do still carry that with me. I just feel bad because that poor guy, I mean, I might have got, I might have got a hookup from it, but I didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of things that we've we've spoken about on the the podcast of of things that we view perhaps differently within heavy metal to how straight people would. So, for example, we look at Man of War's look and just think really gay. And there's a bunch of lyrics Drag. that we will into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will look at a bunch of lyrics and go, well, that speaks to us in a way that, you know, it, it, that's registering something in my brain that I don't think that straight people are, uh, are having the same response. Are there any experiences you've had or anything that you've seen or heard that has, has given, you've had a similar experience with where you've gone, I think I'm viewing this differently to how the straight people next to me are? Um, I mean, the one that comes to mind is Snuff, Slipknot. Yeah, um, I mean that's a fucking reach. Like it's an old one, but um, I think good song though. Th- yeah, exactly. It's one. Of, it's probably my favorite song by Slipknot. I'm not a huge Slipknot fan, but like that was one of the few songs I was just like, oh mate, like they're actually appealing to me. And it's not because he was doing drag or anything like that. It was just a case of like, it was kind of like it was more. I, don't, I wouldn't even say it was a trans kind of themed video but it was more about the kink and like i think a lot of generic straight heteronormative fans would have looked at that video and thought it's just weird and it's just weird because it's slipknot but there's actually a lot of like transparency and vulnerability in that in that music video um and obviously i don't think um corey in any way i don't I, I, again, I don't really know too much about Slipknot, but I don't think he's speaking true to himself in any way. I don't know if it was just a form of expression, but um, you know that that was something that stuck out to me because it was kind of like this effeminate male kind of portrayal, which you don't really see often in Mel. And, uh, I mean, one of my favourite bands is In This Moment. Um, And I think there's a lot to be loved in that band as a gay man. Um, You know, I think she's a... Are you a fan? Uh, Honestly, not so much. But it's a long-standing thing, so I should perhaps revisit them. Because I first heard them a long time ago, and I, I have heard they've got better since. So maybe I should revisit them. Honestly, they're they're so good, and I think <clears throat> they speak to my inner slut because it's very sex positive. It's very gritty. It's very dirty. It's very sultry. Like a lot of their music videos are about that, and it's uh, you know I think it it's popular because again the metal scene is male dominated, and Maria Brink is a bombshell and she's a slut, and it's great, but like you know. To me, as a gay person, um, I don't look at it and objectify her in the same way that most people probably do. It's more a case of like her sexual expression 
and you know a lot of her music is about her broken childhood as well which you know her, she has a broken home you know she doesn't really know her father she's gone through it and that's something i can really relate to and i think that's a, something that a lot of gay men can relate to is not having a relationship with their dad um i'm not saying it's like a a, a textbook thing but it's it's prominent in a lot of gay men in particular gay men's lives is having a disconnected relationship with their father if if any relationship at all it's funny you say so, it's not a textbook thing but if you look at old textbooks and i mean really old textbooks but i've you know i've seen kind of psychological textbooks from the 60s and 70s that, that did say that there was a link and these were supposedly academic educated. ones um, yeah <laughs> those have now largely been disproved i think because that was basically before people people really understood heredity and that there could be a very good evolutionary explanation for why you know some people are simply born gay um well that's the thing is that that a lot of, i think a lot of people in the past were trying to in some way define that it's nature it's nurture versus nature um and uh, you know as a gay person i'm sure you can relate to the fact that it's exhausting when people yes. say to you so do you were you like born gay or were you like did you just choose to be gay and it's like fuck off like did you like i just it's so aggravating to me because i mean i came out really young i came out when i was 13 and as i've gotten older i've realized how young that was to come out and there's very few people that I know that came out at that age. And I always, I always see it as like, it was puberty, like, and it's not, not me personally, but like when people ask me, when did you know you were gay? It's like, well, when did you know you were straight? And they'll be like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, when did you start wanting to have sex with people? Because it's probably the, the same. And like, I, I knew that I wanted to have sex with men. Like, that's it and it's puberty like technically everyone is asexual when they're born you know no one has a sexual uh no one has a sexual orientation when they're born there might be predispositions of it before they hit puberty but obviously puberty is what determines your sex drive and that's when you're ready you know so it's just oh yeah i get that every day especially being a bartender oh yeah i bet I've I've done my fair share of that. That is um, an experience, shall we say? Uh, one kind of final thing: what do you what do you see as what you would like to do with regards your your expression of of yourself with with voices? Because you mentioned that you know sometimes you haven't always been that. I think there's it's, there's a common experience that a lot of gay people go through periods where they're sexuality is of varying importance in their lives so for a lot of people it's just for most of the time it doesn't really matter and apart from the times they're actually having sex with their partner there's no real it's not really something that they're thinking about but then there are other times in their lives where it might be quite prominent and it's something they're thinking about a lot and that's when you know it can be provoked by different things and you mentioned earlier that it's something that you've you know it's you felt that it's something more that you want to express so what what kind of things do you do you feel that you'd like to to express going forward i appreciate ambiguity in songwriting because obviously that gives everyone the opportunity to 
kind of take their own meaning from what you're what you're like putting out there to the world but at the same time like one of my favorite songwriters is Alanis Morissette and she is like very specific and you know a lot it personifies a lot of things um and I I don't know like because like I mentioned to you before like I am depressed I'm clinically depressed um it's only it's only recently that I've actually um faced and dealt with because of my recent breakup um and I feel like I'm making a lot of positive changes in the last like three months because of it you know I'm I'm kind of going for a new chapter in my life but one of the things that matters to me is showing people who I really am and sometimes for example with Tesseract and even voices like I'll get people who message me and say like this one guy used to harass me a lot not a gay guy like just a fat a metal fan like a tesseract fan and he'd be like i love the way you glorify god and like based on my lyrics and i just think like you've got the wrong idea like, <laughs> yeah entirely. You are barking up the wrong stick. You are the barking up the wrong <laughs> queer tree there. Barking up the wrong stick, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I'm, you know, I consider myself like a Satanist, like, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. Like, the Satanic Temple is about expressing peace and acceptance and understanding of all walks of life, and uh, I love the symbolism of Satanism as well. Um, and that's something I want to kind of uh, show more in my music, but also who I am and like what I stand for in a more specific view, like in a more specific way. Um, and, you know, something that's so small, but is important to me is like, you know, uh, for example, like if I was singing a love song, using the pronouns him he his like something that would take people aback but why like why would it why would it yeah. uh concern people but for us it's the most natural thing in the world it should be but it's not like you know a lot to a lot of people i'm not saying in the metal scene but just in general like to a lot of people being gay is like an accessory it's like an entertainment to people you know working in hospitality you kind of learn that a lot of the time people just see you as like a toy and like you know for example i've had people come up to me and be like you're gay aren't you and i'm like why is that okay like why is that you don't know me i don't know you why is it okay for you to just full-on just define me by my sexuality and I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just short fused when it comes to stuff like that, but it really pisses me off. Yeah, it's the th it's something that I've mentioned in other contexts before is that you would never ask that to a straight person. Like you would never just exactly. go up to a you'd never go up to a, a straight bartender and be like, so you like vag then? You know, you just wouldn't do it. You you just yeah. he'd look at you're a breeder. Like, yeah, he, you, people would look at you like you're completely insane, or you, they really take offence at it. And it's you know, it's it's 
so common that people will just ask a question to a queer person, and uh, the, uh, trans people have it even worse. Like we've, oh, we've already absolutely. heard some some stories, but people just feel it's okay if you're queer to ask you a question that they would never ask to a straight person. And sometimes it's just a little bit pushy, but sometimes it will be really quite offensive. Um, and you know, and, and get into things like you know what you actually get up to in the bedroom, or you know your genitals, and what Everything. you. Know, what surgeries you've had, what you know, all kinds of things that you just would never consider asking a straight person in any context. They mm. think it's okay. Well, it's it's funny you should say that because I actually have a friend uh, in like who comes frequents where I work, and she's on the she's basically just started her transition, and um, it's only been recently, and I feel incredibly warmed that. I've been like a, in, I've been instrumental in her like expressing herself, truly, because um, she would cut. She comes to work now, like she comes. Well, I mean, she, obviously she's a punter, but um, she comes to work and in full geesh, you know, in her wigs, in her dresses, in her fucking, you know, thigh highs and stuff like this, and um, it's it's funny because I'm so protective of her because. I'm like, if anyone fucking even says the slightest little thing, you're out. Like, you're just gone. And and you do get people like that. And I'm, I'm incredibly proud of her as well because she's been able to, you know, fully express herself in a way that she hasn't been able to before. You know, she'd go to, like, Cambridge or she'd go to, like, Pride or she'd go to, like, Birmingham and stuff like this. Um, but she's never been actually out in March, Cambridgeshire, which, you know, is... <laughs> The sticks, or as I like to call it, Carrot Crunchyville. You know, lovely train station. Not much else there. Yeah, like four roundabouts, train station, and a one stop. Like yeah. there's, it's just the sticks. It is a, it is a very nice train station, but it is just a train station. There's nothing, that's <laughs> kind of all there is to it. Yeah, and like it's, it's funny because like I moved here for my my partner, like who I thought was the love of my life. I was going to propose to him on our anniversary. And in, at the end of August, he left me. And I found myself trying to make a life for myself in a town that I didn't really want to be in. It doesn't benefit me from being in here. Like, it doesn't benefit me to be in a town where there is absolutely no gay scene. It's not exactly close to London or Birmingham. Like, it's not really close to anywhere in particular that um, I could utilise for my music. But, you know, I'm here now and I need to make a go of it. But um, it's it's funny because there's so many people here that I've, like, grown so close to. Like, so many amazing people and, like, uh, people who I feel like I really connect with. Um, and I just wouldn't have expected it in some random town, like, in the Midlands. Like, but... And, for example, you know, like, my friend, my trans friend, like, she's an incredible person and uh i'm i'm kind of glad that i'm here because of people like her who are trying to find their truths and it's 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 funny because like you can find yourself being an inspiration in every aspect it doesn't you know not just music but like just everyday life like working at a fucking pub 
Thank you so much to Ash for talking to us and for offering such a personal insight. We're extremely grateful and we'd love to have you back on at some point in the future because I'm sure you've got plenty more to tell us. Uh, That is, though, everything this week. We'll be back with a more typical episode next week, so please do join us next Monday for that. Till then, remember, it does get better. Listen to Slayer and please don't try to violently overthrow the government.